You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. One of the most promising challenges to the supermarket duopoly has dropped out of the race. Online grocery startup Soupy has gone into voluntary administration owing $3 million. Soupy's website's been taken down and founder and sole remaining board member Sarah Ball didn't respond to a request for comment. Hexus Quadrant managing partner Nick Hogendyke is with us now. Thanks for being with us, Nick. Do you think this was inevitable? Uh, no, I don't think it was inevitable, but it was always going to be a struggle for Sarah and the Soupy team to, to get up and running and really hold a position in the New Zealand market that was going to benefit consumers. Why? Um, well, look, first of all, I think, you know, from day one, they've got a, a lot of things that they were going to have to battle. So, you know, Sarah was going to need to have a well-thought-out business plan that included, you know, unique value proposition for New Zealand consumers, strong marketing strategies to communicate that to everyone. And, you know, that means that you need to have a deep understanding of local consumers' preferences. And then behind all of that, the, the, the big, uh, I guess, pressure point will be the, the significant amount of investment in resources she was going to need to have from day one, mm. which was always going to be difficult against a duopoly that's so well set up and so well geared. Yeah, from what's been reported so far, it sounds like there were some significant cash flow issues and that one of her key investors had dropped out. You say that um, it required a real understanding of consumer habits and consumer preferences. Surely consumer like cheap groceries was soupy not charging enough um <laughs> yeah uh interesting that you ask that look i actually think there's a little bit more to it i think uh, in terms of the limited consumer choice that exists in new zealand yes you do have a duopoly and they might have a couple of different brands that sort of disguise that to a degree but they do have a lot of brand loyalty uh, and they do that through things like their loyalty rewards programs or flybys etc um, they've got strong brand recognition and they, they market very, very heavily to, to New Zealand consumers consistently about their value proposition, what they're doing on pricing, how they're trying to curb inflation, etc. Whether that's accurate or not is irrelevant in this case. They're, mm. they're pound for pound, the dollar investment that they're putting in versus anything Supi could do would be significantly outweighed by the duopoly's investment budgets. Um, and that doesn't include things like the high barriers to entry and the economies of scale differential between uh, this online startup, effectively, even though it's a few years old now, um, and uh, and the sheer scale and and enormity of uh, of the duopoly. But in in terms of the the capital investments, surely an online only model gave Supi some advantages that actually another third party trying to break up the duopoly might not have enjoyed. Uh, look, yes, but I think, you know, I come back to that point around economies of scale, right? Yeah. So it's, the duopoly already has benefits from its significant economies of scale. They've got an ability to operate more efficiently. They're able to manage their pricing if they want to be really competitive and sort of and, and fight off any competition to protect their own, which which is their right to do. Um, and to be able to achieve those economies of scale, there's a lot of investment. So there's a lot of barriers. There's a high capital requirement for infrastructure and distribution. Yeah. And all of these things make it really difficult to compete. And if you look at the more recent time, Supi's been advertising around you know, their price comparisons on different products. When you start to go down the path of focusing on price, even though you're an online retailer and your cost would therefore be lower, because you're still in your fledgling stages, your operating costs are not comparable to the yeah. scale that Woolworths and foodstuffs achieve. So, so uh, that puts more pressure on margin. What will it take then for, for a disruptor to break up the duopoly? Uh, look, uh, uh, my belief is that there's two things. One is I think it needs the the significant amount of capital investment required from a backer to, to step into this space and understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So mm. you're not likely to see great returns in the first few years. And the second thing I think it needs, and this is something for uh, Andrew Bailey and, and, and his mates in the commerce uh, 
Ministry for Commerce, is they need to actually understand what tax sort of breaks and what sort of support they can provide to any new entrant, be they e-commerce or bricks and mortar coming into the marketplace. There is a significant cost to bring competition into such a small market. Um, it is a high cost to entry point at this point in time, not including things like land access, etc. Um, and they're, they're going to need to weather the storm. And it's going to mm. take three to five years to start getting back to a net zero payback. All right. Hey, thanks for that. Really appreciate it, Nick. That is Nick Hogendyke. He is a managing partner at Hexus Quadrant. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.